This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with the Lynn Group here in Ventura, California, and this is our podcast, The Wealth Puzzle. Got Tony Shore here on the line. Tony, thanks for joining us. It's going to be an exciting day of, of data, day of data. Oh, data day. the day, day of day, data. Day. Wow. Day of data. Well, not really. I just thought I'd kind of rehash <laughs> the numbers. You know, we went through this big phase, you know, a few months ago of like, weekly updates on the coronavirus and I I kind of strayed away from it just because it was kind of getting redundant and you know part of the frustration in the beginning was that there was so much maybe conflicting data too all over the place one week this is good one week that is bad one week this is good one week we're just kidding so it's been a while and now you're really seeing trends of stuff and so I like data I'm a data guy data 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 so I should probably put some context to this, though. The data that I am working with with the coronavirus, Tony, is dated through August 12th. So I want to say that because by the time you listen to this, if things have changed, you can't send me a mean email <laughs> and and say, ah, it was different. But what's interesting um, from a data standpoint, like I said, we pulled up a lot of research and information on the coronavirus, COVID-19. How's it doing? How's it trending? And one of the things that I thought was really cool is over the last month, since kind of the later part of June, the daily cases have certainly been trending down. I mean, they really peaked out. There was like this high spot of like 65,000 a day. And it's been slowly trending down over the last month, five weeks. And now it's down to somewhere around 55,000 a day. Obviously still a lot, right? We're not going to try to put a cherry on top of horrible. Um, There's still a lot of cases. It's still a problem. But it's all about the curve, right? And at least at the moment, the way the curve looks in the U.S. based on newly reported cases, it's trending down. That's seems good, right? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Definitely. The, um, there was a massive peak, like in in daily deaths, back more in the April time frame. That trended down a lot through June, then it drifted back up, and really for the last few weeks, it's been flat. Um, at about a thousand a day. So, you know, it's still a lot of people. It's still tragic. But the nice thing is, is it's not going up. You know, that's that's good at the moment. Hopefully things don't change. Trends don't change. Um, You know, it's actually funny about that. So that kind of got me on this weird hair of not trying to be morbid or negative. But I wanted to look at, you know, how did death rates work in the United States? Um, And it's kind of fascinating because. There's a lot of charts, there's a lot of information from the CDC directly that you can all go to that shows how many people have died this year and how many people out of that, you know, passed away, unfortunately, from from COVID-19. And it's really interesting research because when you look at it, um, out of all the people that have died, well, let's go a couple of ways here. You know, you've had, if we look at out of the coronavirus specifically, Tony, 80% of the people that have passed away were over the age of 65. 
92% of the people that passed away were over the age of 55. So it's a, it kind of really skews the numbers, you know, of where, well, yeah. where does a lot of the risk exist in this, you know, from a mortality standpoint. Under the age of 25, though, uh, deaths related to coronavirus, 0.001. Yeah, it's small. A little unclimactic there. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of frustrating because you get into these, these debates, we'll say, about schooling and things of that nature. And at the moment, there really hasn't been a lot of deaths. I mean, out of from ages 5 to 14, out of over 2,700 deaths in the U.S. this year, 23 have been from the coronavirus. Hmm. Kind of unclimactic in that respect. Yeah. So anyways, kind of interesting. A lot of people do pass away. But here's what I thought was so bizarre. Once, So I was on the CDC website reading about this, and it kind of took me to another link where they're talking about um, annual rates of what's happening, or excuse me, daily rates. I apologize. Let me correct myself. So in 2017, this has nothing to do with the coronavirus, right? This has to do with how many people died on average in the United States daily in 2017 uh 7708 people died on average based on the based on you know the number it was something the better part of 3 million people died you divide that by 365 days a year and 7700 people passed away in 2017 a day right let's go to 2018 7,778 people, so 70 more a day. So it was actually a little higher in 18, right? It's trending up a little bit, but still negligible, right? They were still just under 8,000 a day. Any guesses where we are this year, Tony? I have no idea. This is what's like the just the total stumper in my mind. Year to date, per the CDC and the government official mortality website stuff, we're averaging 7,400 deaths a day in the country, not just coronavirus, right? Just all, all forms. And it's funny because when you look at the last few years, we're trending down significantly. We're, we're averaging 300 less a day than we were in the last handful of years. I thought, gosh, that's really weird because, you know, where is this explosion of the, the mortality based on the coronavirus skewing all of the numbers? So it's kind of interesting, and I'm not sure what that is. It maybe maybe when we get the research at the end of the year, maybe it's because people stayed home, right? Less maybe car accidents, things like that. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't analyze this stuff to a great degree. I just love the information. Yeah. And I thought it was fascinating that we're not even trending higher than we do historically in the last handful of years with people passing away on a daily basis. So anyways, you know, what you do with that information is totally up to you. But I just thought it was very fascinating. On a separate note, though, what what is very concerning to me is I saw that um, drug overdoses rose 18% in March. Drug overdoses rose 29% in April. And drug overdoses rose 42% in May. So year over year, you know, we have this issue of, you know, people aren't happy campers. So we got to find a good balance of where this all makes sense. Now, why do I talk about this stuff? Why do I talk about these numbers? Because it's relevant to you, right? My job as a certified financial planner is to be a fiduciary to try to figure out what are good, informed, healthy ways for people to make good decisions to be in retirement. You know, if you have a higher exposure to mortality, as the coronavirus is showing us in these certain age groups, we need to be considerate of that. We need to tread lightly. We need to protect you a little more. You know, we got to be conscious about what we're doing and how we're reserving for things. 
Um, but hey, there's a lot of positive stuff too. You know, it's fascinating, Tony. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing all the ranting so far. <laughs> no problem. But I, I, I like find just, it. Just, I find it fascinating too. So what? What but, do you find fascinating? Look at this. Look at this. Vaccines not yet yet human trial uh, trials. So these are preclinical vaccines around the world. Over 135. That's incredible, right? You know that that many institutions, labs are actively working on this. Phase one trials. There's over 20. In phase one trials, phase two, there's already 11 phase three. There's eight approval. There's two that's a vaccines approved for early or limited use. So there's a lot of things coming down the pike here that, you know, let's just kind of pray to heaven here, really help the cause. Um, but it's, you know, but there's the coronavirus, right? You know, the numbers are the numbers are the numbers. The facts are the facts, you know, and that's why I like to kind of put it out there once in a while. Cause I feel like you turn on the news and, I don't care what channel you're on. Sometimes that news is a little kooky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. But hey, maybe the reality is we should all just skip town, right? Uh, That's kind of what I was going to talk about. I, you know, Skipping it's like, town. So that might be a way to deal with it. Where where should we go, though? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's just the U.S. sucks. Let's all move out, Tony. Oh, you so this I. is one of those things where no, things are bad here, so we're going to move to Canada? Uh, kind of. So it's kind of funny. So CNBC a week or two ago, they did this big article and I thought it was very interesting. And what they were talking about is people are so upset in the U.S. because of the coronavirus, uh, a lot to do with restrictions and also freaking out about the presidential election that, hey, maybe it's time to skip town. So there's a couple websites. There's one called International Living. They've seen a thousand percent increase at the International Living website on the how to move out of the U.S. page. Wow. <laughs> you got a, got a lot of people that are, are, are Googling this. Um, you know what? New Zealand last week said that they had more than 250,000 Americans visit, visit its official immigration website on how to move there. Now, that's kind of a funny one, right? Because isn't New Zealand one of those few places where they say they're not really having much issue with it? They're like free and clear or something because they shut the island down. Yeah. But anyway, CNBC went on to kind of outline some of the countries that might be interesting for one to think about living in. They said that the top of the ticket here, Costa Rica. Woo-hoo. So Ready to go. Costa Rica is uh, the top place to live. Oh, they say? It's the first one they're talking about. Why? Here. So it's the, so what it's, makes uh, this one so of the great? most popular choices It's known for affordable living costs, beautiful beaches, the Pura Vida lifestyle. That's what they said. That's in a quote, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, and they said, though, that, you know, you can live well. I, I enjoy that saying it like that because who the heck knows what that means. But you can live well in Costa Rica for 1500 bucks a month. Wow. Whew. That's kind of cool. Now, the other thing that they outline in these things is, you know, it's it's how long can you go to these places without having to get visas and things like that? Sure. And so that's part, partly in their, their ranking. So you can go here for 90 days without a, a visa of any sorts. Um, but kind of interesting, 1500 bucks a month. Can you believe that? I mean, geez, our average rent for people renting in Ventura, you know, area is like 2,400 bucks a month just for the rent. Hmm. 1500 bucks. You can eat lunch too. It's yeah, incredible. Really? That won't even pay the property taxes on most places in Southern Cal. No, no, not after they get rid of Prop 13 here 
in Ventura County where, you know, then they, they won't even limit how much your property taxes increase. That's a, uh, that'll be for a different show. Yeah. That's a whole different <laughs> rant, but yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you can't live for that. I mean, especially yeah. in Southern Cal, but yeah, that's crazy. But I believe it. I've had, a, I have many clients that go vacation in Costa Rica and they always come back. They're always generally low cost trips and they always have these just ridiculously incredible stories. I stayed in this mini mansion the door was open. The monkeys would just come in and eat bananas off the table, and everyone had a good laugh when we came home. Um, so, <clears throat> Costa Rica, there it is. <laughs> pack, pack your bags. Yeah. All right, all right. Who's who's who else is on the list? Belize. Oh, I've heard good things about Belize. Actually, yeah, my Belize. son has been there. This is an interesting fact, though. It's the only country in Central America with English as its main language. So I could see the appeal to that, right? Because that, that's like, isn't that the fear of traveling? I can't communicate with anybody and I can't figure out the money. So, yeah, you know, if you can go somewhere at least where they communicate with you, that sounds nice. However, though, per the, uh, what is it? What's the website called? It's International Living Website. To live well, remember, we don't know what that means, but it sounds nice. To live well will cost you about 2900 bucks a month. So <gasps> we're going to gasp on that one, right? It's basically double what Costa Rica was. It's a, yeah. you know, and you, you think, gosh. But then again, let's, uh, let's not kid ourselves there. You know, 2900 bucks is a very reasonable number. Um, so that's interesting, right? You know, they got a bunch of rules to become citizens there. So you got to tread lightly on that one. Belize also requires visitors to have sufficient funds to support themselves, a return ticket and a passport valve for at least three months past your date of arrival. So they got some rules. Interesting. And look at that. They've know. only had 296 confirmed COVID-19 cases. Wow. Wow. Of course, it's a small place. <laughs> I mean, it's not a big country, you know. Belize Navidad. So you're thinking about moving to Belize is what, what you're saying. I don't know. I've got I've got all these kids and stuff. Maybe what I could do is plant one of them in each place, and then I can just kind of troll around to whatever makes sense. So these are, you know, a lot of, a lot of things we're talking about here. These are places you could live uh, in retirement. Uh, but, you know, in retirement, uh, one thing that I question is health. What's the quality of health care in these countries? I wonder. Well, that's a great question. And honestly, I'm not an expert at any of this. So I have no idea how all of that works. Sure. But I agree that that is one of those eyebrow raisers. What is an interesting fact is if you have a more robust plan with Medicare, they do allow for something like $50,000 a year of medical care in non-U.S. areas, oh, something wow. like that, something like that. Don't yeah. hold me to that comment. You'd have to talk to Tan, our Medicare expert. <laughs> She'll probably listen to this and be like, "Dude, why did you say that?" <laughs> that, was, that was well. That was we'll not we'll confirm that and, and get back to you. But yeah, I, I think yeah. I know I know that they do. I've heard that the Medicare does have uh, some yeah, provisions something. to cover healthcare costs outside the U.S. up to a certain point. Let's put it that yeah. way. And you're right. You have your own uh, Medicare specialist, Tana, who can help our listeners with that. Maybe have Tana on and we can ask her about that at some point. So we will. We should all plan our trip. We could do some like we should do some from from, you know, like on site. Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. You know, we're reporting here from Belize. Yeah. And it's or awesome. Costa Rica. 
I've heard yeah. Costa Rica has good health care, but don't quote me on that either. I, I thought I no, read I've that. heard that too. Yeah, like so. I said, uh, I have a lot of clients that travel there and everybody always swears by it. Don't don't hold it to me. I've never been there. Yeah. So I've only seen the pictures. Yeah, I want to go, though. That sounds like fun. So what's next on the list? You have, uh, we have right. Costa Rica and Belize. What's next? Now we got Portugal. Oh, wow. Portugal. So, uh, according to the old website, you can live well in Portugal. Looks like they got some cities that it sounds like are really like you know set up for the U.S. <laughs> neighborhoods or something. Sure. Um, they put a range on this one, so they said twenty five hundred to three thousand. So now we're you know we're kind of batting the same average as Belize, sure. but everybody is running uh, healthily higher than Costa Rica at the moment. Uh, let's see. Offer several types of student. Oh, so this is it. What is this? Offer several types of visas, including ones for students, self-employed individuals, investors, and retirees. So I guess depending on why you're there, you can get a different visa for that purpose. Wow. Which does bring up a good point, right, Tony? A lot of this conversation is about people who are retiring. It's not practical for 99% of us to just move out of the country right. and not have our job. So, you know, it's, you know, but then again, maybe if you're a self-employed person who has some kind of job that you do from your front room or heck, maybe, you know, due to the, you know, COVID-19, if your job has transitioned to, to just working at home, maybe all you need is an internet connection. I don't know. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. access to internet, that's pretty much all I need to do my job. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's pretty simple. So, all right. So. Those ones sound about the same from a cost standpoint. What they're like, I don't know. Next one, Uruguay. Okay, so now, now that's the, a surprise. The first three I've heard about before as being yeah. really good places, but Uruguay, really? Right. So Uruguay, small country, East Coast, South Africa. Let's see, great place for expats, for strong infrastructure, quality medical care, and, of course, the most important thing, sandy beaches. So that's not so, in South America. That's in South Africa. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, dude. Jeez, Louise. This is why I have you. It's South America. That's I, what I thought. You said Africa. I think, and I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. No, I know. It's funny because I'm sitting here reading it, and I know I said South Africa, but it's South America. Yeah. And um, you know, now you can see why I failed geography in in <laughs> high school. Yeah, you're you're geographically challenged. That's okay. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about when I was reading it? Maybe this is not to have an excuse, but I'm gonna try to have an excuse. Off of the east coast of South Africa is some island, kind of like Madagascar or something. And my wife and I were recently watching something on the on like the Travel Channel about like it's this incredible, you know, looks like Jurassic Park. Um, so who knows? Maybe I was going back there. <laughs> so Uruguay, talk to me about that one. Uruguay, that's that's Uruguay. interesting. Once again, strong infrastructure, medical care, and sandy beaches. Right, the most important thing. <laughs> Uh, there's a place that's a popular expat neighborhood that costs about 3,200 bucks a month to live in. So we're creeping up the price scale here, but it's still reasonable, right? 3,200 bucks a month. If that's covering food and, and a little bit of lifestyle and a place to live, you, you know, how can you knock that? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, foreigners are not allowed to buy property there. They can buy, own and sell this. Hmm. You gotta become a resident to be able to do that. So. Oh. How you become a resident, I don't know. They've had 1,400 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. Mm, a little higher. Yeah, but still, you know, 1,400. What, what, have, what have we had? Two million? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, We're in the millions, like so. 
Yeah. I mean, there's just the, that many more people, though. I mean, that's Uruguay is oh, probably yeah. a small place. So I wouldn't know. Never been down that far. That's for sure. Uh, what's uh, next on the list? I don't know. I don't know where it went. Oh, sorry. That's the end of the list. That's it? <laughs> I, the, I swear four? there was five when I read it. There's the only four? What There's li- only four places to go. What, what list only has four? Uh, I don't I don't say, hey, look, you know what? If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> That's true. So, so you only need four. So there it is. Okay, so Tony, so here's the quiz. We got Costa Rica, Belize, Portugal, Uruguay. Where are you going? I'm leaning toward your- Costa Rica. Yeah, you see, but that's the safe bet. Or are you doing it because it's uh, the cheapest? Um, no, I'm I I'm doing it because of everything I've heard. It's closer. It's cheaper. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. One of these ones I was reading, I don't remember which one it was. Said you can also use U.S. currency there, which I thought was kind of nice. Uh oh yeah, uh, that's the Belize. Uh, sounds like it. Yeah. I'd have to actually read it again to f- figure that out. Well, uh, you know, the, the uh, businessinsider.com, you've heard of that site, that yeah. Bu- oh, yeah. the Business Insider. They have a top 10. Yeah, you're right. Belize, U.S. currency is accepted there. Yeah, that's good. But I'm just telling you that the Business Insider has a top 10, and their number one was Portugal. Oh, and uh, they said it's very affordable. It doesn't give an exact price on these. It just ranks them. Yeah. Um, uh, and then number two is Panama. It says actually says Panama, you can live there. Uh, someone lives there alone. Uh, Jessica moved, retired to Panama City, and it costs her about 2600 a month, and that includes rent, groceries, utilities, and entertainment. Wow. She said uh, doctor's visits cost uh, a nominal fee of between 20 and $60, uh, and it has easy access to the U.S. It's only about three hours to Miami by plane. So, so wow. yeah, Panama, that's, uh, that's Panama. Uh, so okay. that's, that's a good one. And then on uh, this list, uh, number three, that was two. Number three, it's counting down from best to worst, but number three is Costa Rica on this one. Gave it a right. very high score. Um, it said once you've acquired residency, you pay between 7% and 11% of your monthly income, and the socialized medicine program is available to you. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that's helpful. Uh, it lists Mexico, <clears throat> which I find surprising. Um, um, villages yeah, near be the beach. Villages, yeah. popular retirement spot include villages near the beaches of Cancun or the mountains of mm. San, Migu- San Miguel, mm. uh, which I find surprising, actually, because Mexico kind of has a bad rap. Then there's Colombia, and I, I've just heard about so many kidnappings and, and deaths in Colombia. That, <laughs> that yeah, surprised What is this me. list you're reading here? Mexico and Colombia. Yeah, I'm shocked. Top places to retire and get your uh, head Nancy off. Kiernan was drawn to Colombia because it was so biodiverse. She chose to retire in Medellin. She found she oh, could obtain a renewable three-year Colombian retirement visa by providing proof of $750 in annual income from Social wow. Security. All she needed. Uh, then uh, Ecuador is on this list as, as a good country. Uh, Quito, Ecuador, the capital, the climate uh, is good. 
There's no snow, no extreme heat, no humidity. That alone, well. that alone, <laughs> that alone might make it worth it right there to me. Uh, weather. Uh, Malaysia. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> they have a very low cost of living, temperate weather. Uh, the average year-round temperature is 82 degrees. And well. it's close to over 878 islands with white sand beaches. Malaysia. Oh, that's pretty cool. Then Spain, which I found surprising. Well, I don't was know. Number, Is Spain out of business? Number uh, That was number eight. Then France, which I, come on. I, I'm not buying that is number nine. And number 10 is the biggest surprise of all, Vietnam. Wow. That is a surprise. It said, John Powell, once a purchasing agent in New York, moved to Hanoi in 2014. He told International Living that he budgeted 2700 a month uh, is all he spends and likes the city because of its low cost of living comfort- uh, comfortably and its location. It's a good base for travel. Well, that's good. I think the takeaway from this is we need to talk to Tana and figure out how the heck we're going to get all of our health care dealt with in one of these countries. Right. But maybe we just need to make our base case and, and we could, uh, you know, we should go through a case study of where we're going to live and yeah. figure out how much the rent's going to be in what neighborhood. Well, I think you, know, you and I should probably visit a couple of these places, I'd, starting with Costa Rica and Belize. And then business uh, right off. And then you know, we can do the podcast from there and talk about well, our experiences. I I totally agree. Yeah. All right. I think We're that's a plan. It. Let's do it. The um other fun fact, I just subscribed. See, I, I'm I'm willing to commit to figuring these things out. I just subscribed recently to a magazine that's called Where to Retire. I came across a copy oh, wow. of it one day and I thought it was so interesting. I subscribed. They I guess they put it out quarterly or something. Mm. And it's in the United States. And what they do is they go to a different city in the United States and they live there for a while. And they go through just kind of the whole locality of it and, you know, neighborhoods and costs and here, where, why. And, and it's, you know, I thought that that's very insightful because I have a lot of clients over the years that leave California. I mean, there's kind of a mass exodus going on here. And so, I, you know, I have all the obvious ones. You know, I've got a number of clients in Nevada, Arizona, Utah kind of stuff, but everyone's going north. I had a few go to Oregon, got some in Washington. I got some back east, scared about that humidity, but Georgia, South Carolina, uh, certainly Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas. We got them all over the place. Actually, yeah. South, uh, North Dakota. Mm. So anyways, it's, you know, to me, it's funny because you, you get so used to meeting and talking to people here in Ventura, but things change. And as things change the more that we can all understand this information and how to help each other, it's self-serving. Maybe it makes a good decision for us down the road, but at the same token, we want to make sure that everybody that's listening, you know, gets a little bit of insight, a little bit of exposure to what the, uh, the country and the world has to offer. So as I get that magazine, Tony's, I'll certainly be reading it and, and sharing some of the, the hot spots. Yeah. See, this is fun to talk about where, where to retire. And, you know, I think you have to look at, I think first thing would be cost. How, how, how does right. it affect the budget? And then next you look at things like climate and, um, you know, feasibility language, right. things right. like that. Right. Absolutely. But see, we don't, we don't just talk about negative depressing things here on the wealth puzzle. No, I mean, we talk about fun. fun things like moving to fun. Costa Rica. That sounds we're, fun to me. All we're, this is, we're going to change the show to be vacation planning. Yeah. 
Well, it's just going to be called the Where to Retire podcast, <laughs> and we'll do it. We'll do it remotely from all these locations. Eyes agrees, that and I think good. one of the first places we should consider is Key West. I'm just throwing, yeah. that, throwing that out uh, there. Just the starting point, absolutely. If you don't have a, you know, your base case, your your placebo, we got. Yeah, <laughs> we there you go. What we're what we're working off of here. Yeah, so. yeah, because we all, all right. know the Southern Cal thing isn't going to work out for a lot of people. It's just not no. cost effective. Right. Right. Well, there's a lot to that thought, but absolutely. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, thanks and uh, good show today, buddy. Uh, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Hey, if you're thinking about skipping town, you want to move out of the country, you don't have a good retirement plan, just give me a call. Let's talk about it. 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035, or visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. Otherwise, love our listeners, love the feedback. Don't hesitate to, you know, hit us up on our website, send us an email uh, for topics or any additional thoughts. And we'll be back uh, same time, same place next week. All right. Sounds good. And that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our amazing host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805 805- or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC, the Lind Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.